Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. All right. Welcome to Classroom Success 101. Today, we got a very special guest, Sam Parmalee. Um she is here to talk to us about trauma, and we're going to talk on what is happening in the world with the coronavirus. Um, you know, this is something that I've kind of touched base a little bit on my, the Instagram account, but um, I really wanted to do a podcast today uh, touching base on, you know, what are some things that we can talk to our kids about um, when it comes to this situation that we're facing currently worldwide. So Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome and thank you for coming on. So Sam, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Sam Parmerly. I am a special education teacher here in Brownsburg, Indiana. I work for Brownsburg's community schools. I have been teaching for five years now. I graduated from Ball State University, and I have taught primarily in a self-contained classroom setting for students with emotional and behavioral disorders. Awesome. Awesome. So, Sam, you're here to talk about trauma, um, and, you know, the thing with trauma is uh, we're we're dealing with a current situation that, um, you know, I mean, I know, and we've never faced this type of situation in, in our entire lives. And, and, uh, this is something that's real, you know, what, what's your perspective on what's happening in the world right now? Sure. I mean, I think for us teachers, there's, there's a lot going on. So one thing we're facing is, is every day uh, information is changing, whether it's school closures, whether it's health guidelines, uh, where businesses are closing. And, and that's hard for us teachers um, and our students. Mm-hmm. Um, we, cr- we, we thrive on that predictability. And um, we talked a lot about being predictable for students with trauma. Um, and right now, the environment is not predictable. Coronavirus is not predictable. Um, and that's going to be a struggle for a lot of our kiddos mm-hmm. um, who, who really who, who thrive off that and they need that stability in their life. And they were coming to school to get that stability. Um, so we as teachers are going to have to be really creative and, and adapt to how we can meet these needs. And I think for teachers, we do this all the time. You know, this is just another hurdle we're going to have to go over. 
but however, we have to make sure what we're doing is best fitting the needs of these students. Um, we have to think a lot of these students with trauma, their brains are different, they're wired differently. And, and that's something we really, really have to consider through this um, coronavirus pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the thing, like you said, things are constantly changing. I mean, every time you uh, you know, browse on social media or, 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 you know, watching the news, they always have some kind of new breaking, uh, news out there, some kind of, you know, next event where they want you to, um, you know, basically self quarantine more. Um, you know, what, what are some things, I mean, with, with parents out there or with teachers out there with little kids, you know, uh, what are some things that we could we could actually kind of talk to them about? Um, you know, it, it, it you know for me it's it's like do you do you talk to them straight up like this is what's happening, um, or you know how 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 do we go about this? I mean. Right. I, I mean, I think that's a great point. Um, one thing we're always going to have to focus on with with kids who've gone through extreme amount of trauma is that safety and connection piece. So when we think of, when we think about us in general as people in society, really the fear of things that are unknown induces more anxiety for us than stress that might be known. Mm-hmm. So this unknown around this coronavirus is very stressful to us because we would rather know things that might be bad because we can prepare for that so we're not so stressed. We have to really do that for our for our kiddos who are most vulnerable. I mean, you have to have these conversations with your students. Um, I know us teachers are preparing for those conversations. Parents are preparing for those conversations, but we just need to make sure it's age appropriate information that, that still encompasses that safety aspect. So, you know, I'm not going to tell a five-year-old that the coronavirus has the potential to kill people. I mean, that's just not appropriate information. I think we can give appropriate information for certain age groups. And also, we really have to consider that we can't tell these students or these these children that you're fine. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it because they, they can hear, they hear the news at night. They hear the radio. They, they know what's going on. And and when we're just telling students that they're fine, we're, we're not validating how they're feeling and we're not letting them express, you know, their worries and their concerns. It's okay for them to be worried. But I mean, I really think it just goes back to, you just need to be honest, but not overwhelming with what information you're providing for them. Um, But that's for us as adults too. I mean, I limit my news intake right now because that's just healthy for us. We, we shouldn't be watching the news all the time. Just make sure that, you know, we're not giving that overwhelming information to students, but we are being honest with them. So that kind of brings them that safety and that, that at ease that they need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, cause obviously, you know, with look, look what's going on with just adults completely, you know, um, like you said, it's the unknown and we have a lot of adults going out there and just, um, buying like everything that they can possibly buy. And, you know, right now it's like, we have a shortage of supplies and it's like, I mean, you, you're living in a, a state of chaos right now. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely, you, you're trying not to model those type of behaviors at the house in front of your kids. Um, and right. it's, I think, 
I think when you start doing that, it, 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 you know, then it gives them a sense of, well, you know, mom or dad's in, in panic mode, then I'm going to be in panic mode. And, and one of the things that, you know, my, my opinion is, is I think, especially if you have a small kid at the house, I think one of the biggest things is you got to make sure that they are staying calm most of the time. I mean, you know, right. When I think, a, Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like what you're saying. Like a dysregulated adult will dysregulate a child mm-hmm. when we are calm, our children are calm. Mm-hmm. It, and, and, and that's just something we have to remember. And, and I think a lot of us are kind of going into that um, reactive and not responsive mode. We're reacting to the news that we're hearing that mm-hmm. we're in this pandemic. And so we're going out and, and we're buying all this food and, and all these um, materials that we think we're going to need. And, and we're actually not responding to it. So we're not thinking rationally. And, and that's just what our brains are wired to do whenever, yeah. whenever we're, you know, in panic mode. And this is, you know, our spe- specifically our students with trauma, this is what their brain does all the time. Um, they go and react um, to things, whether that's hoarding material, um, going to more paranoid behavior, um, doing things that are out of their normal, um, so that's always something we really have to watch, especially in our students and in ourselves as adults. I, mm-hmm. I know it's weird to say, but we really do. I mean, I, my husband and I went to the store this past weekend and, um, as soon as you walk down that freezer aisle, it kind of, it kind of made us panic. And we were like, should we be buying this food? You know, and, and, and we really have to go back to, we need to respond to the situation and not react impulsively. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is one of the things that, um, you know, like, I think, um, there, there's some people out there that, you know, it all started with, um, well, this is nothing that, you know, this is just going to pass over and, and this won't be anything. And it's almost like, you know, uh, at first people, you know, kind of thought this was a joke. And then all of a sudden, um, now it's, it's real. And, and now everybody's reacting, but you know, I, I like, like I, I, I've been telling people, it's like, okay, you know, this is a, this is a behavior problem that is happening uh, worldwide. And you, you, you've got to be aware. You cannot put yourself in a state of panic. I think what you got to do is you got to pre, you know, prepare um, for both ends, you know, okay. You know, maybe in a couple of weeks, this will be over, but what if it doesn't? then you got to understand that if it doesn't, then, you know, yes, I'm in the right mindset that I I need to move forward with what, um, you know, the president of the United States is is talking about. Um, I I think this is a, a, a time where people can get really uh, freaked out about things. And like you said, just go in panic mode, but I don't think they're really thinking um, in that process. I think, um, you know, like I always teach my kids, you know, we got the frontal side of the brain um, mm-hmm. and then the back side of the brain, the frontal lobe, you know, you're, you're in your, your, your best thinking mode. And then, and when you go into that amygdala, you know, that's your fight or flight. And I can see it within a lot of people right now um, that they're in that, that, that flight mode or that panic mode. Um, and, you know, you, you go in and, and everything's all bought up or, or you go, um, you, you start going around to um, the different sporting uh, stores and, 
and things are all bought up in there. And, you know, I, I feel like some of these people um, that are doing all this that are in their panic mode are not thinking correctly on a lot of things. And, you know, what I, I've been telling people is just, you know, just be aware of your surroundings. You know, right now there is a lot of, of people out there that are um, in flight or flight or flight or fight, uh, you know, the, the, the mode and, and you just gotta, you, you, you gotta understand what your surrounding is. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I went to target and bought some toilet paper and I get like, you know, five to six people asking me where, where, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? And it's right. like, okay, <laughs> like I, I'm understanding right now I have some products in my cart that are uh, highly needed amongst people. <laughs> right. So, you know, you, you just, you know, my thing with it is this is um, uh, be aware, you know, I know, uh, unfortunately, it, it's one of those things that uh, I, I don't know if y'all have done the active shooting training um, th- where y'all were y'all supposed to do the active shooting training at the very get go. Um, the, uh, the school year uh, so we do um, we don't do the drills where like the they come in and they bring people in to be active shooters but we do practice um, lockdown okay. drills yes yeah so at the, at the very beginning of our school year and, and we don't do that either, we, we do practice um, lockdown drills right one of the trainings that all the teachers had was um, it was at the very get-go of the year and the the police came in um, to do this, I mean, we were all in a, a big, huge um, conference area where we, we were going through the training, but they had, you know, police came in, did the training. And, and one of their biggest things that they talked about was, um, you know, the, the, the be aware, you know, they, 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 and, and I'm not saying that there's people out there that are going to be active shooters, but, what I'm trying to get to is just be aware of your surroundings. Don't be in denial. Right. Um, stay calm mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, be able to look at the problem and analyze the problem all the way through. And, and this is kind of what I've explained is like, you know, when we sit down and, and we have a behavior intervention plan, well, you know, we, we go through there and we ask a lot of what ifs, what if this happens and what if this happens and what if that happens and, 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 you know, plan for those what ifs so right. that you, you understand um, that if, if the situation gets a lot better, great. Um, if the situation gets worse, then what are we going to do? So that right. when that situation possibly gets worse, you're not in panic mode. You're still, you know, thinking uh, clear, clearly and you're like, well, hey, I plan for what if. So this is what we're going to do for what if. Um, right. You I, know, think, I think a lot of that. that. I said, I think a lot of that goes back to, you, you know, we as special education teachers and general education teachers, you know, we teach all of our students all of these coping skills, right? Mm-hmm. We teach them, mm-hmm. you know, to have a daily routine, follow a visual schedule, ha- show them how to co-regulate, yeah. um, how to validate their feelings. And, and right now, we as teachers and we as adults, we need to make sure that the coping skills that we're teaching them 
we're also doing exactly um, because because we can't go we can't go to a store and 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 panic and and buy everything in the store that's just not rational thinking that's yeah. just, it's very reactive and so and one thing i i really consider especially moving forward with this this e-learning environment that we're going to be entering is how can we turn this unpredictability of this environment we're in into something more predictable um, for our students? Because right now, a lot of our students are at home and some of them might not have access to food or, or you know, access to appropriate health care or, or water or, or your things that they really need to survive those those Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so yeah. we have to think, how can we turn this unpredictability environment into something predictable for them? And we're just going to have to get really creative with that, doing it through an e-learning um, kind of setting that we're going to have to go through. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I was um, explaining earlier to another teacher that, um, and, and I've also had some conversations with, my administration team. And, um, you know, I, I think right now we're, you know, this is, this is a change in our industry. This is a huge change in our industry. I mean, when we come out of this on the other side, we're going to be in a totally different, um, education is going to be totally different from where it was. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, right now due to the fact that it, we can be possibly, I know we could possibly be out of school up until September. Um, right. Th- those are some of the things that are out there. I mean, I would like to be back in school by next week, but mm-hmm. more than likely that's, you know, unrealistic at this, this point. But um, I think, you know, with the change of how schools are, are, you know, coming up with ideas, um, how we are going to prepare for, um, you know, the educational process and what are we going to do to provide online learning? Um, you know, I think the other struggle with it is, is that I know we've had faculty meetings is the fact that um, how, how do we compete with, um, you know, online school right now? I mean, right. we, we got, we got to step up above and, and go above our game and show that, Hey, you know, we are a lot better than, um, homeschool online learning. I mean, right. you know, uh, otherwise, you know, we, we at this moment could be experiencing a, uh, uh, you know, a disruption within our industry due to this coronavirus. Right. So, I think, I mean, it, I think people have to remember, and this is, I mean, a perspective of mine is just no, no amount of e-learning or no amount of instruction online is going to replace that physical contact of having a teacher Mm -hmm. in a classroom and and doing hands-on learning, um, having that social community built and and that those emotional aspects there in that classroom. And we're always going to have to remember that there's going to be a lot of downfalls to e-learning. I mean, I know a lot of us are already feeling that with, you know, the, the lack of communication and and the lack of actual physical contact with people. And um, it's going to be hard. And, and so we, there's just nothing that's going to replace that, that actually having a teacher in the classroom. And I truly believe that. I mean, we as educators are very important and vital to society and, um, yeah, I think people are really going to realize that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think this might also be a, a change with 
Um, you know, I know the struggle in some some communities and, and some schools is just the uh, the the lack of parent involvement. And, you know, I think this is going to bring a different perspective for parents and understand how much school is, um, you know, how much important school is, um, you know, when when they're working with their kids throughout the school day. Um, I mean, this is this is a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the entire country, uh, I know schools are are right now. I mean, I, I don't, I have not seen a really good plan um, yet. I know that plan will probably change within the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, due to the fact that I think everybody is at the beginning phases of trying to figure out what we're going to do to provide online. Um, learning, uh, you know, right now we, we, as a district have a, a soft technology and, a, a you know, more of a more intense technology where the, the soft technology is just, um, printing up packages and, and, and sending them out to the, the, the kids. Um, the other thing with it, the, the more of the intense one would be actually, you know, giving each family a, um, a, a laptop or some kind of Chromebook um, so that they can uh, provide their, the teachers can provide their, their, their lessons. I know we've all gone to Google classroom. Right. And, and you know, our, our principal advised us to at least have two lessons uploaded before today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, especially when it comes to special education, I mean, this is, you know, I, I've asked questions on on when it comes to students receiving special education services, and there, there's not a whole lot of information right now that um, you know that can be answered. You know, I mean, we're going on ten days with students out of placement, so right, uh, and that's and that's that's hard for our students, and that's hard for us as teachers. Again, that that goes back to that like the fear of the the unknown. I mean, we just really don't know. We don't know what's going to be best practice for e-learning for special ed students. We don't know yeah. what's going to be best practice for students with challenging behavior trying to navigate this virtual environment. Um, I know that's a that's a heavy impact on me. I mean, I work with students with, with challenging behavior. How am I going to meet their needs through through a laptop? I I, yeah, I have exactly. I really haven't wrapped my head around that. These these are students who need that that safety piece, that connection piece. They they need to know that they're fed, that they're taken care of, and 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 we're just I don't know how I'm going to meet that need through the virtual reality. But but unfortunately, yeah. I'm just I'm going to have to figure it out. And I think I think teachers I mean teachers are phenomenal let's be honest like yeah, we adapt yeah. we adapt every single day to different needs in our classroom whether we're special ed we're OT speech or general education teachers and and this is just going to be something we're going to have to adapt and especially us as special education teachers are really going to have to pull together and, and be creative about how we're going to meet these needs of all these students yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. It's like, you know, we, we will overcome this, um, uh, and, and figure out ways, but you know, it, it is, it's, it's like you said, it's, um, we're right now we're at the very front beginning of, of this, uh, the situation it is, it's hard to, to, to see that because it's like, especially in the behavior world. Well, yeah, it's like, you, you know, you could be teaching 
you know, them a lesson, but, you know, there's so much more than what we do than just teach a lesson. Right. You know, <laughs> it, you, 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 you're building a relationship with the kid. You're, you're, you're meeting that student's needs at the, the moment. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like a robot could right. take over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And, and that's what we know about. That's what we know about challenging students or, or students who've gone through traumatic situations is that the more connections and the more people in their life, the more likely they are to um, overcome or be more resilient. Right. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. And so right now, because of this pandemic, we've really taken away those connections. I mean, we obviously still feel the connection with the student. But also, like, they might not be feeling connected because they're at home by themselves and they're really worried about yeah. their next meal. And and so as much as it, they don't understand what's happening and, and what's going on, but they might be feeling that, you know, maybe schools forgot about me and, and where are my teachers? What's going on? And that goes back to that, you know, we, we really have to give students the facts and we have to we have to be honest with students and and let them know what is happening and, and why things are happening the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you know any resources out there that are, are that have been developed for um, teaching students about what's going on uh, in the world right now? Um, is there any kind of stories I know I've seen one on YouTube. I believe it's something called Yucky Bug. Right. Um, I know. But I know. I uh, I had developed a social story on my Instagram page. Um, my Instagram handle is the Ed Queen, and I do have okay. a I have a social story about the coronavirus on there, and then a, a small PowerPoint that could be uploaded to like an e learning platform for students. Um, but really just searching the Instagram um, community and, and being on Teachers Pay Teachers, there have been a lot of teachers who have gone above and beyond um, to put together resources just to, you know, let students know what is the coronavirus and how would this affect them. Um, it, so I really just think searching on Teachers Pay Teachers is a great source. I know a lot of um, TPT sellers have been like, hey, don't worry about our copyrights, do what you need to do with this because we yeah. want to get this information out. And that, and that just goes to show like how awesome teachers are that we're really just building things and, and putting them out on the, the internet um, for anybody to grab just, just to use for information. Yeah, I think right now is uh, um, I'm trying to uh, build a, a, a group for for teachers to post uh, any content or anything that they have uh, it's a uh, educator educators united it's on facebook and what the goal with that is just i know parents are on facebook and um just trying to get them in that group so that at least they have something um you know whether that's um access to somebody else's lessons um, at least there's something to continue on the process. I mean, this is—I I just specifically had this, um, you know, this um, this conversation um, with another teacher, and it's like, you know, we're so worried about gaps, you know, closing the gaps, and it's like one one teacher was worried about, well, when the kid gets to eleventh grade you know, we're going to be learning about, they'll, they'll be learning about civil war mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm touching a little bit on civil war and they're not going to know that piece. 
And and I think right now, I, I don't think that should be an area of concern of where we should be focusing it at. I think right now is just, you know, let's get some reading skills in. Let, I mean, is the kid reading a book? Are we doing some basic math skills? Um, you know, I, maybe the kid's in a higher higher level um, at a higher different or a higher grade. And, you know, it's like our principal was saying, let's not give things that are new out there. Let's just provide them with um, more practice of what we've left off with at this time. Um, right. And, you know, that's that's a I, that's a great point, just because I think that's such a big concern among teachers is that, you know, we want to make sure kids are still learning and, and they're getting what they need. But we also have to go back to I mean, this is this is really a traumatic event for a lot of yeah. people. I mean, yeah. everybody across the United States, this, this is traumatic. And we know things that are traumatic have adverse impacts on the brain. And so right now, a lot of our students probably aren't like thinking correctly. And so if we're going to introduce no. them to new concepts, I mean, that's going to be hard for them to, to take in. And so really just like you said, focusing on those skills they already know, making sure they're reading, um, getting them engaged in doing something and, and keeping them on a, you know, a daily routine, a predictable schedule um, with this e-learning yeah. environment. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's probably, I could probably debate with a lot of people out there with this, but and it's not me going against it, but, you know, again, we got to remember that, especially in Texas, we, you know, we have these, these standards that, you know, it's based off of the STAR assessment, which is the state test has brought out for each grade level to teach. And so teachers get so used to, well, we're, we're on this, you know, this week I got to teach this, 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 and this. And it's like, remember guys, the state test has shut right. down it has canceled <laughs> like we are not doing the state no test. need to so stress about it now, <laughs> yeah so now it's like guess what it's it's like y'all's prime right to, to go back and say look i don't have standards like i don't have a a, a set or a test telling me what i need to teach this is, so let's start teaching like this is how you want this is everything we've ever dreamed of right like let's embrace this exactly <laughs> you know i mean it's like trying to pull out um one of the things with it is it's like okay look we know that there are it's a huge problem that's going on right now so let's let's sit back let's get in our our our, our thinking part of our right. brain and you know like there you know with every problem there is a solution. right um there's there there's going to be that solution out there so let's be um let's let's start thinking clearly and let's start figuring out the problem and guess what you know we may come up with so many great ideas that you know we all sit here and complain about state testing every year and how we want to um be able to teach what we want to teach um you know we may be able to if we if we all come together and and start um you know developing plans of yeah we don't need that state right test, you know we we can come together as a as a as a team of teachers and actually do a lot better than what the state test mm. is telling us to well, teach. That, that 
that goes you know, back to so. like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like until like we like, as adults and as students feel safe, if we don't feel safe, there's going to be no other learning that can happen. So right now, a lot yeah. of people just aren't feeling safe and, and, and that's, and that's no. okay. And so, I mean, I think it's a lot of states have done a great job about taking those standardized tests away because it's, it's, the students are just not geared right now to to think about doing state standardized tests. Their brains yeah. just aren't there. And I think that's okay. Yeah, and and I agree and I can guarantee you that's exactly what has has happened mm-hmm. um for that is that they've canceled that due to that fact. Um and I think right now it's it's you know uh, I'm sure there's a lot of panicking out there because, um, you know, they're the unknown. Nobody, nobody knows the un like what, what's, what's going to happen. Right. Next. Uh, and this just goes back. I mean, I, the reason why um, the, I, I know we touched based on a lot of things and, you know, the one thing that I'm just trying to kind of get the message of there is just this again, be aware. I mean, it, it, it you know, like one training that we had at the very get go of the school year was, um, you know, the, the, they talked about um, like, so there was a concert and everybody went to this concert and um, all of a sudden, you know, they had like fireworks on the stage and things like that. Dude, it was like a rock band concert and a fire broke out. Well, the fire broke out and you got all these emergency exits everywhere. But everybody was in a state of mm-hmm. panic and everybody tried to go out the way they came in. So this is what what their biggest thing was, was, you know, try your best not to be in panic mode 100 percent of the time. Um, you know, when there is problems, you know, again, it is like you said, as teachers, we are trying to teach those coping skills um, I, you know, I, I think maybe, maybe, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of some of our lessons need to be on coping skills on, on how to deal with, uh, you know, times like this. I, I think, um, you know, when it comes to behavior problems, a lot of those behavior problems have been reinforced, whether that's at home. Um, and you know, I, I can see there's where parents are modeling some of these, uh, these, these panic mode behaviors. And I think, you know, maybe some of the lessons we need to do is, um, focus on, on some, some coping skills for parents and right. kids. Like, I mean, let's be honest, like, shout out to the parents, like, this is going to be rough, right? Like, this is, this is going to be really rough. And, and like you said, like, I mean, we are in panic, just like parents are in panic, like students are. Exactly. And and I think we have to think about this is kind of our new normal from here on out at in this state. And, and, and I think if we think about that, okay, this is my new normal, how can I make this new normal adapt to to fit my needs? And, and really, that that just looks yeah. like, you know, creating a new daily routine. Um, cr- yeah, yeah, creating yeah. that predictability and, and that safety and for yourself or for your student. Um, one thing I know I've been working on personally is just like doses of regulation, um, you know, taking walks, um, you know, getting up and moving around, mm-hmm. um, you know, going and working out outside. I mean, we need to encourage 
you know, everybody else to be doing these things. I mean, we can't just sit on a couch for like the next eight weeks. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna go, we're gonna oh, go yeah, crazy. Yeah. So those small doses of regulation, if, you know, if students see, you know, their parents doing these small doses of regulation, going for a walk in the neighborhood, you know, swinging outside or, or coloring inside, you know, students are going to do what their parents are doing. We call that co-regulation, right? When we regulate with with our students yeah. and, and just making sure we're validating feelings and sticking to those facts. Um, I know one thing I sent yeah. out to my parents was, you know, having students create a calming corner at home for themselves. I mean, I mean, we've really taken away a, an environment of school that was that's so safe for them and predictable. And, and now we're having parents really replicate that at home. I mean, that's hard. Um, that's going to be hard work for them. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure we're, we're supporting parents just as the parents have really always supported us um, with their students. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I think, you know, it, I, I, I even, even got in the, uh, the mode of, you know, you, you start looking at everybody around and then all of a sudden you, you start thinking or, or panicking like that. And, you know, I, I started getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to get back to, you know, trying to, uh, podcast mm -hmm. again, right. you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I was trying to get on a regular basis of podcasting at least three right. times a week and I had to push back everything, um, because of what was happening. And, um, I was like, man, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I need to get back into something normal of what I was uh, doing, you know, um, it's so easy for us to completely shut down and just go into uh, a, a panic mode or, or, or stop doing our normal things. But, you know, it's it's like, again, it's like um, go out, do some things. Um, I mean, I know you're limited on where you can go mm -hmm. right now, um, but there's some things that uh, you can do at the right. house. Like, you know, um, one of the things that, um, you can, you can play some games, you can spend time right. with your family. Uh, you know, I don't recommend watching the news <laughs> all day because that will put you in a, a, a really, uh, uh, you know, panic mode, especially right. at the stock market. It's just like, whoa. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, these are things that are happening right now in our yeah. world. Um, and I'm and, like, I, know, have, it, I have, you know, I've watched the news like, you know, midday and I watch the news in the evening. And, and that's really about it, because I, I am one of those people who if I sit there and watch the news, it just really triggers my anxiety. And then yeah. and then I feel like I have to do all these things. And oh, my goodness, like how how is X, Y and Z going to get done? And and it's just not healthy for us. And, um, you know, no, being on social media all day, it's just not healthy. And just make sure you're practicing self-care for yourself um, and in and, and, and getting away from those media outlets that, you know, sometimes we never know what actually is and is not true um, yeah. online. And we just need to be cautious about that for our own emotional well-being. Yeah. And, and that's my thing with it is right now it's like, I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to get political right now, but the president of the United States has pro provided a uh, a plan for everybody to follow. And, and what I've posted on there, it's like a behavior intervention plan, you know, mm -hmm. right. But follow that to, um, you know, to what the president is saying. I mean, it, it, 
I guarantee you the president did not come up with that plan. Right. Top experts of the <laughs> the country sit <laughs> right. down and, 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 and come up with that plan. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's my thing with it. Yeah, we're all, and that's the thing, is we're all, we're really all in this together. We're all doing this together as educators. Like, we are not alone. There are lots of people to reach out. And and just being on the Instagram community, I mean, has really brought light to, like, how awesome teachers are. Like, we are sharing resources. We are sharing ideas. We are sharing e-learning lessons. I mean, just being in that community has been great. And, and, and if you don't have an Instagram, I really encourage you to, to get one and be on that platform because it really is uplifting um, to see everybody reaching out to people. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, like, yeah. you know, ever since I started podcasts, it's like, you know, now I get to talk to each individual and it's like, I mean, for me, you know, like, I, like I, 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 I've told people, it's like, I'm not the expert in every little thing, like, right. you know, <laughs> so right. when when, but, when the one thing I love about the podcast is that, you know that's like an individual like it could be a 45 to an hour talk with somebody if that's an expert in that industry and I'm like wow I, I just feel like I've been coached up for an hour you know right yeah <laughs> I mean I, that's why we have like all these diverse people working in the school right we have OTs we have speech people we have behavior people you know we have gen ed teachers yeah. because we're not good at everything. We can be good at some things, but we're not good at everything. And we need to reach out to everybody to help us with that. Exactly. And that's, that's one of the things that I like, like you said, I mean, you know, get on the Instagram, um, you know, um, you know, I just recently had a, a podcast interview um, with Francois who, who does the super teacher. And he, mm-hmm. he, he was talking about that. He's all like, man, I highly advise all teachers to get on um, the, the Instagram, the social media. He's all like, man, the kids are there. That's where they're at. You know? Right. Um, you know, it's like, he goes, it, one of his biggest things is, you know, on, on social media, you can showcase the good things that are happening in education. You know, too right. many times we want to, the news is going to focus on the bad. Oh, we had another school shooting. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. in, in all reality, that that school shooting so rare. I mean, right. you know, out of all the school districts or the schools within the United States, you know, um, it, it's like so rare. But yet we showcase that the most on the news and. And it's like, that's not what school's all about, you know? It's, it's right. like there's so much good things that happen within a, a, a school environment that um, teachers need to get on. And, and, and you know, basically what Francois said, he's all like, y'all need to tell your story. Like, mm-hmm. tell your story of, you know, you have an individual story that needs to be heard as a, as a teacher, and uh, I mean, it, it's such a great community to get on. I mean, I, I've I've met so many people. Um, I wish there was more of me because a lot of times it's hard to respond to everybody. Right. Uh, that, that, and I, I try my best to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I again, I apologize to the ones that I, I can't get to, but it's uh, I'm, I'm trying. But it's it's a really great uh, community to be part of. And, um, you know, I highly recommend it because there's some things that you can learn. Um, it's, it, you know, 
I can tell you right now, you know, a lot of school districts um, are lacking in continuing education with training and things, but mm-hmm. um, you'll be surprised of how much you can learn just by, uh, you know, getting on, uh, getting on the, or joining the social media community and, and learning from others. Right. So, it's that, it's that ha- finding people have that like-mindedness with you and then finding those different perspectives that you've never thought about. I know, I know when I first started my Instagram, I mean, I, at that point was, I was the only behavior support teacher, um, in my corporation. And so I was mm-hmm. like, Whoa, this is hard. I need help. And so it really was just creating an Instagram to, to reach out to, to other behavior support teachers. How do you set out your classroom? How do you do this? How do you deal with all the needs and um, mm-hmm. getting ideas and different perspectives because we, we just can't do it all alone. And, and you know, no. that goes back to that point that that's why we have different professionals um, within, you know, our schools and, and, you know, just, just finding people that you connect with, it, it just makes you feel not so alone and, and kind of moving forward with this coronavirus pandemic. I mean, that's going to be really important and and critical for us is finding those relationships and people we connect with, whether that's through social media or, you know, FaceTiming or, or, you know, using some sort of uh, virtual, uh, you know, reality of some sense, we're going to have to connect with people. And um, we, we need that as adults. That's something that we thrive on and, and we need to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, now we're living in days of where we have access to, to technology like this and and i'm a firm believer that you know um we need to utilize it i i think sometimes schools scare uh teachers off of social media um but you know when when they explain social media i mean bottom line is they just you know they just warn you don't talk to the kids and and don't do stuff that's supposed to be inappropriate i think if you create a social media platform that gives value, um, that you provide content that is educating, um, you know, the either teachers or parents or students that are, you're educating them within your content area, uh, you know, your social media is going to thrive. Right. I mean, I think for teachers, I mean, teachers know confidentiality. And that's just the one thing you always have to remember is like, we want to be confidential with our information. Um, So, you know, I mean, a lot of our social media platforms, a lot of them are are teachers connecting with teachers, right? And, And I think that's a great way. And just making sure that, you know, what you're posting is appropriate. Um, and, you know, not breaching any, um, confidentiality of students, um, or, or challenging situations. I think that's something always that we have to consider, especially when right now we're moving forward with a lot of virtual things. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff, um, virtually and online. And that's, this is where we're going to have to be really mindful of those things about what we're posting and, and what, um, might be perceived from what we're posting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, well, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, it's been an awesome talk. You've, you've dropped a lot of information for our, uh, listeners to, uh, um, you know, look at and, and, and analyze and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can come together and, and, and figure out this next milestone of, uh, of online education for this short time, um, being. Yeah, of so. course. Thank you for having me. This was great. 
If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms, and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.